Thanks for tuning in to the Gist of It podcast. If you've ever said, I need to get my shit together, then this is the podcast for you. The honest, straight-talking, mental health and mindset podcast from Gist Coaching, with your host, Chris Piercy. Hi there and welcome to the Gist of It podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Piercy and I'm joined by uh, Marcus Biles this morning. Hi Marcus, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Firstly, just thank you for having me on. You're, you're very, very welcome. Uh, so Marcus is a, a personal trainer and so much more. So uh, tell, tell the lovely listeners uh, a bit about what you, who you are, what you stand for, you know. Um, <laughs> I, almost, I almost always say something a little bit weird. I was going to say vital measurements. I was like, we don't need to know that. But, you know, carry on. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm Marcus. Um, let's just get the important things or, you know, the, the boring stuff out of the way. I'm a private gym owner, so I own a private gym with uh, six coaches underneath me, and we offer one-to-one personal training and group personal training, and then we also have an online offering as well. So kind of two businesses in one, in one they, they offer the same thing to the same type of people. Yeah, and so, that's, for, uh, that's and, first yeah. class fitness, isn't it? Yeah, so the, the business is first class fitness, um, and our premises, if you like, is in Weymouth, our private facility. Um, so on the on the south coast, if you don't know where that is, down in, in Dorset in the Shire. <laughs> yeah, down in the Shire. What? Absolutely. And what I stand for, just answering that second question, is, um, you know, I love the, I love health and fitness. Fell in love with it myself um, from sport when I was younger, then in, fell into health and fitness and absolutely loved it. Um, what I stand for is, is helping people with their their body and their mind to level up all parts of their life. That's in in a nutshell. Yeah, so, so that's one of the things that I've found really interesting because well, I'm you know 36 now, and I've I've always been into fitness on some level. Whether it's you know, yeah. I've, I've never been like fully into the gym. I've, I'm for a home workout to been in the gym. It's just how, how I work but what I've noticed is that in the last I'm going to say decade and you can correct me on this because you know the, the industry way better than me but it seems that there's been a change in the last decade where it's it used to be hey I'm a guy who's absolutely stacked um I lift up heavy things and put them down again that's how you get fit do this and then they'll smash out some awful looking bicep curls whereas nowadays it seems a little bit it seems like there has been an evolution and i don't know if that's a science thing or whether that's a, a something else thing um but there does seem like people are going yeah you actually have to do the rep like this and you actually have to you know and the, the evolution into mindset being a thing with regards to your training seems to have kind of exploded like i said in, in the last 10 years i mean is that something that i've just picked up on that's not actually true or is that is that how things have been going down do you think you're absolutely right there's a lot more science in it now which is great on one hand for people like myself but i think it can also be confusing to others who don't need to know maybe the back end science they just need to know the thing that's going to get them in shape so there's you're absolutely right it's moved on leaps and bounds in the last in the last decade for sure there it used to just be like you say i'm a really in shape guy come and train with me and i'll get you in shape that that was kind of that was personal training that was the health and fitness industry that was coaching in in a nutshell 
in in the health and fitness industry whereas it has moved on leaps and bounds in so many different ways science the science side of it being one and then i'd say also the mindset side of it as well on another scale which is you know and i have learned mammoth mammoth amounts about both that i love putting into our offering our service at first class fitness because they're both both sides are very important as you're fully aware so do you think that if you've got a bad mindset towards getting in shape or physical training or whatever it might be that you're you're, you're after is it that you can't get the results without that or is it just that it's slower or you know what how, how much does mindset affect things is the, the, sh the short question I think it affects everything. I think if the if your mindset's in the wrong place going into it, I think pretty much everything is against you. And the likelihood is you're going to fall at the first hurdle. Like as soon as there is a minor issue, you miss a session, you have something nutrition-wise off plan, you have a bad day health and fitness-wise, that's it, it's game over. Because your mindset is suddenly to that, oh, I've tried again, I've failed again. Yeah. Here we go. Self-pity, pity party, um, et cetera, and it rolls. And this is what we found or I found over the last nine years of being in the industry and working with people, whether that be one-to-one -one or in groups, that's what I found. Therefore, which is why we place so much emphasis on mindset when people start and as they go, but massively initially, because if we can get them, help them get into the right mental state beforehand and get their head in the right, sort of see things in the right way, then the chances of them being successful to getting from where they are now to where they want to be physically, the chances are much higher. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess ultimately it works best for both of you because you and they end up getting the results that they want to get in a faster way a more efficient way whatever it might be and you don't have someone else who goes oh actually this isn't for me whereas you can probably see, tell from a mile off it's like well actually it is for you if you could just tweak this or whatever it might be I and mean, one of the things that you know and, it, and this is true across you know, physical training and whether you're you know trying to overcome some particular issue or you know quit smoking whatever it's the it's the difference between um like a um a relapse and a blip like yes if you're if you're on a diet and you have a cake that's fine if you yeah <laughs> if you're if yeah. you're on a particular nutrition plan and you start having a cake with every lunch that's a little <laughs> bit that's a that's a relapse and you know, it's that and people are just so harsh on themselves aren't they it's just just like Absolutely. the failure thing it's like as soon as they have that bit of cake, it's like they just, everything just suddenly comes crushing down that suddenly it's like the mountain comes down on them and they just can't see a way out again back in that situation. It's like being on a video game like Rayman or something like that. And you know, you, you, you die again. You have to go back to the start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. rather than it being like you can carry on from that point, it's like you just have to go back and start again then. And I think that's how people see it. So what's what's your what's your biggest tips then? Because that is that is such 
I mean, I, I know what I say to people, but you know, the whole point of me having this conversation with and having people on the podcast is to get you know different opinions on stuff. And maybe there's an exact crossover. But what's the what's the you know your kind of your first step with people with eliminating that kind of you know feeling of uh, everything's crashing down on them because they've done a tiny little thing that's not right. Yeah, and I, and I think this is why we focus on mindset so much when our clients initially sign up with us. So on that onboarding process, we go through a lot of this, these things, these give them some perspective to understand before they start already that, look, this is going to happen. Not every day is going to go right. Not every week is going to be a good week. But that's absolutely fine. That's normal. I'm more worried if every day is perfect. Yeah. You know. What are you so, hiding from me if everything's we, going, if, if you're telling me everything's going perfect? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because we know that's not life, right? So I think one of the biggest things we go through is, I'm going to go on two things here. Number one is in terms of their goal setting, is understanding that setting their goals, we always do 90-day goals. We work in sort of 90-day blocks. You know, their goals, they generally set two to three sort of long-term goals. And that might be to lose a certain amount of weight, a certain amount of inches. It might be to put on a certain amount of muscle. It might be to fit into an old pair of jeans. Whatever it may be, something tangible will be one of their main goals. And it's understanding that, right, once you've set that goal, now let's look at the important stuff, which is the process. So that's the outcome-based goal. And then we set process-based goals. And process-based goals might be doing X amount of steps per day or across a week tracking their calories and eating roughly this amount most days or on average across the week. It might be training four times a week. So what we're already getting them to do is look up, look at the little things, not the big things. Because if you just focus on the fact that you want to lose two stone and you're overweight at this point, it's just not, although it's good to have that goal, to just keep thinking that is not a positive place to be. Yeah. Whereas if you keep thinking on the things you just got to do daily, I just got to show up daily and do that. So we may straight away get our clients in that mindset state and get them to see that it's all about each day it's all about ticking things off every day in terms of the things we've set you and you need to be doing so that's the first thing in terms of really focusing on the process and not the outcome it doesn't mean you you, you need to have those outcome based goals of course we need something we're working towards we sure. always need that in life you know it's like if someone's listening to this and they want a promotion they, they want the promotion, but they don't just think about that every day and do nothing and think they're going to get there. They think about it and they go into work and, and, and work extra hard. They do yeah. that added bit that the, the, to impress whoever it is who's eventually hopefully going to give them that promotion, right? Yeah. So I'd say that's the most important thing from the offset. If you can sort of drum that into someone, uh, that helps massively. And then, and then I'd say this, the second thing is celebrating the, the little wins and learning from the lessons as you go. So in our groups, we always get every week, we get people to state what wins they've had that, that week, whether it's that they trained X amount of times, hit their steps, they might have lost a pound that week, whatever it may be, hit some PBs, enjoyed their sessions. And then we get them to share their lessons learned, which are equally as important, if not more so. So it's like, I realized this week that I went over my calories two days, and I really struggled with the three days following to sort of claw back those calories that, I've, that I over ate on those two days. And that made me realize that, you know, if I have two days off plan, I need to be careful they're not too off plan and too wild. 
so that I can claw that back to still progress and enjoy life at the same time. So it's, it's learning as you go. We're all going to make failures. We're all going to make mistakes along the way, but it's just making sure we learn from them and understand them and don't like hide from them and not tell people them, about them and sort of not acknowledge they've happened. Yeah, So sure. they'd be my two most important things in terms of working with people and getting them in the right mindset state and keeping their, them there throughout the journey. Yeah, well, and I think that's really, you know, such great advice. And I, I like the fact that the I'm guessing that when it comes to the part between day one and day 90, that you're probably not really even focusing on the weight that much because the process covers is, is the part that's controlling the weight. And because I've, I've, I've had various different things where I've tried to lose weight or put on muscle and things. And the worst thing that I found you can do is just weigh yourself too much. And you go, well, I was 0.5 of a pound heavier um, so I'm obviously heading the wrong direction or the right direction, depending on which way you're trying to get to. It's like, yeah. well, that could just be a really big shit or, you know, maybe you need a big shit or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. It's just, absolutely. It's like, so if you're there trying to track it each day, it's, it's, it's pointless because if you're trying to get from like a, a low point to a high point, a high point to a low point, it's not going to be a straight line between it. Um, and it's going to be, no. it's going to, there are going to be days where everything goes wrong. And it's like you said about the ability to go, right, what am I going to learn from this? And this is, and like you said, that is one of the most important things because if you can step back and go, right, well, what can I do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Then that's such a powerful thing because it means that rather than being honest about it as well, I guess it's like promoting that. I mean, how, 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 do, you, how do you build that level of honesty with people? Because if someone is like really if they think, oh, this is your plan and you've got to stick to this and then they're, they're not sticking to it, how do, you, how do you build that level of honesty with people so that they feel like they can come to you and go, you know, actually what, Marcus, every day last week I was 200, 300 calories over? Yeah, no, it's a great question. It's a really good question. And it's something that I think I didn't do well enough in my early years as a coach. I didn't do it well enough and therefore people weren't as honest as they should have been with me which stopped me getting people the best results and getting them into the most best place they can be happiness-wise, confidence-wise. So the first point is that I'm, I try to be really open and honest in my social media. So on my stories, on Instagram, Facebook, and I and the other coaches try and, and do that as well. So people already know, hopefully, when they contact us, that they've already read stuff on social media that I'm totally opening myself up on social media to be slated if, 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 if people wanted to you know so I just put it out there so I'd say that's the first thing and then when they come on to our programs we just make sure from the offset that we're really honest with them so we're like look this is how it is we're going to be really open and honest with you you need to be with us you know we eat pizza we eat ice cream we drink we're not you're not coming onto this and you're we're not fitness freaks we're not superheroes. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. So there's no guilt attached to any food or any mistake you're going to make while working with us. Brilliant. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. Because the problem is if they look at us and think, oh my word, those guys just eat chicken, rice and broccoli. <laughs> and, 
and that's you know and they train every day and they wake up at their first alarm at 5 30 and they always go to bed at this time if that's what they perceive then obviously if they don't do that they're going to feel guilty that they're not yeah. doing that when that is not the case so it's taking the guilt away that's really really good i really like that um because because one of the things is that you because you have your your hero clients on um yeah on your instagram I, I really like that and what one of my favorite things is that they're just real people yeah you know because i you know i i think it's becoming less of a thing but it's definitely still a thing but when you see people advertising fitness things it's like hey look at this guy and then his after is like yeah he looks like zach efron with like two percent body fat and it's just like well yeah and it's like well <sighs> Yeah, I could probably get there if I sacrificed everything I like in life. Um, and yeah. that's not something I'm willing to do. Whereas you're saying, yeah, this person is has made fantastic losses, you know, tightened up areas or lost weight or whatever it might be. And they're just a human. And that's, I think yeah. that's so important for people to see because most people don't, you know, most people, maybe they would like inverted commas, that kind of absolutely kind of per perfect inverted commas again physique but yeah. the sacrifices that are required to make that are things that people are not going to be prepared to do so seeing something's like yeah they just look healthier and better and i want to be healthier and better so that yeah. i think that th the fact that you've got that there makes it so much easier for people to kind of relate and that's probably why you're as successful as you are yeah no, i know i totally agree with you i think like we work with normal everyday hard-working people busy professionals busy parents who want to feel happier, more confident in their own skin. We don't work with people or that many people, maybe 1% sometimes, if they just for whatever reason really want to go to that extreme. But most people don't. And like you said, they may think they do just because they look at a picture and think, I'd love to look like that. But the suffering and sacrifice that goes with that is 100% not worth it. Not yeah. worth it. Unless you're doing it because you love bodybuilding and want to step on stage if that's your passion then i understand that and if you need to get in shape for a movie role that you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do by the way then i can understand you going to that extreme but unless it's for those reasons there's, there's no reason to be two percent body fat and actually it isn't healthy for you when we look at health as it is in terms of physical mental and social well-being yeah, that's really, I mean, it's quite kind of enlightening to talk to someone who actually is on that kind of page because there's, oh, you, you, ne you never know what the, the adverts you see are, and the people behind them are really, really like, but, you know, talking to you, I can just tell that you just care. And what's, what I'm interested to know is that how do you, so someone will come to you and they'll have probably, and um, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, they probably come to you and say, well, I think I need to be this weight or something like that. How do you, but you know, and I know um, that people just want to be happy. So yeah. how do you, how do you tweak, how do you end up discussing their goal with them so that it's changed from the goal that they think they want to the goal that they yeah. actually need to get the happiness or whatever it might be that they, they really want. Funnily enough, one of my clients taught me this. She was, um, she's very high up in sort of the NHS and mental health. And she actually worked at Broadmoor Prison. And she said, whenever you ask someone, you kind of need to ask three times, like, why? <laughs> why? Why? So I, I actually 
actually use that tactic a lot. So it's like, so sit down with someone, whether it's on Zoom with an online coaching client or whether it's in person at the HQ with somebody who's coming to work with us face-to-face is, so, you know, what's your main goal? Why, why are you here? Why have you contacted me enough? And they'll say, because I want to lose X amount of weight because I want to drop dress up. They'll never say initially why. It will just be that. There's the, the thing that's tangible, right? And then I'll say, okay, why is that? Why Why do you feel that you need to lose that? Why do you feel that you need to drop weight or whatever? And then we'll start going into the, the deeper emotional stuff. And it's like, okay, why do you feel that way? And then we'll, we'll break it down. And that's when I can really start to help them because unless they tell me why and I understand the whole picture here, then I, I can't fully help them, right? Like we were saying earlier about being open and honest. So I just have to use the right questions. So, you know, I'm, I thoroughly believe there is an art to coaching. And yeah. As, as, uh, as I think you fully believe, it, it's kind of, you know, I'm just saying it's an art form, but there is a real, like, there's a real, you have to be good with your questioning to get the best out of people and to get the information that you need to know for me to help that person the most. So I need to know why. And then it's like, oh, they might be struggling in their relationship. They may be struggling at work. They may be, whatever it may be, we then break that down to why they want to lose the weight and why they want to feel better in their own skin, right? Because they're feeling uncomfortable. They're not enjoying going to social events anymore because they just don't feel confident in their shape, what they're wearing, et cetera. You know, I had one girl who had a, a consultation with the other day and it was like, do you know, I just want to put my clothes on and actually enjoy wearing them, those clothes, not just fit them. Yeah. At this point, they just fit in them, but don't feel good in them. But if they want to put on those clothes, fit in them nicely and feel great wearing them. So it's, yeah, it's sort of asking the right questions and really breaking that down and not just going, oh, great, you want to lose a stone? Cool. This is what we need to do. That would have yeah. been the old Marcus. So how did this evolution happen for you personally? Because I think well, just to kind of cover from it, I think it's fine to call it an art form because I think what... What you're basically saying, I think, is that it's not the old, like, hammer and nail approach where you just go, cool, let's knock that nail in, bang. You know, it's like, okay, and like peeling back the layers of things, understanding things on a deeper level. So I think it's fine to call it. But, you know, like I said, you've been in it for for nine years, I think you said. So, And that was the, you said, that was the old, you you want to lose some weight, bang. So what changed? Good question. That's a great question. I think the first thing is, you know, we're talking about lessons and learning as you go. Well, I started working with clients when I was 21, um, fresh out of university. I understood a lot about health and fitness then, nutrition, strength, conditioning, coaching, training, you know, and that means physiology, all that. I knew everything. And I studied sports psychology at university. So I had a good understanding of, of psychology, but a little bit more within a sporting environment. And I loved it. And I started reading a lot on psychology. So I started reading books uh, like The Chimps Paradox mm. and these sort of sort of sport-related psychology books, but also principles that can apply to everyday life and health and fitness. So I think as I was working with clients, I was starting to understand that actually the ones who I could communicate with better and uh, understand their life better and where they were and etc started to see that I could get better results with those people when I was really had a great connection with them and had a deeper understanding of their life and sometimes you just connect with people and can that just happens you learn 
And I think that happened with a few people. And I really understood that actually, I need to have this with every person I work with. I need to have this level of connection and, and uh, understanding of their life, where they're at emotionally, socially, mentally. So I think it was a combination of one learning as I went and wanting to help people more. Like you said earlier, I do care. I do what I do because first and foremost, I want to help people and I want people to be happy and more confident in their own skin. So I wanted to get better results. So I was learning as I went. And then I started to read and do a lot more research on mindset psychology. And I went on a few different courses as well that helped me with that side of, of my coaching expertise. So a combination of those factors, I'd say. That's really fascinating. And I think that, you know, every day is a, every day is a school day, right? But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's fascinating that you're so open to that change because i think that you know that i think it's going to, going to be a, make a very broad statement but i think there are a lot of kind of pts that are just like meatheads um and oh, absolutely and, and, and very yeah. set in their ways so for you to be able to go yeah when i look back and like I, I don't like how i used to do things and i'm really proud yeah. of how i'm doing them now um and just like i've learned a lot from my clients in the past and it's, it's fascinating that you're going to go yeah. like you go, wow, God, yeah, that is a really good point. I do actually need to have that with that, you know, I do need to have that connection or I do need to kind of talk in a certain way. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting that you've been you've been able to make that evolution and you were kind of kind of spotted it and it kind of evolved over time. It's, um, it's, it's great. I mean, do you, do you have clients who just don't get the whole mindset thing? And is it just a case of like, I don't think we're compatible then, or, or is it easy to kind of onboard them with the idea once you kind of explain what it's all about? Um, it's a good question. I think some clients don't need our help as much with their mindset. You know, they come on in a less vulnerable state, maybe. Um, they come in in a position where they, you know, the things that we're starting to help them with mindset-wise, a lot of it they're already doing or already sort of have that perspective already a little bit stronger there mm. so it's not they don't need as much of that uh, as we offer we sort of have six pillars of success at first class fitness we call it six pillars of success these are the six areas we have our clients with right so we've got um obviously training you know exercise we've yeah. got nutrition and digestion which are two separate ones but closely linked sleep and stress and then mindset so those six things that we focus on if we can help our clients we'll fix those things they're flying so I think, you know, with clients that come on who don't need as much help there, so long as they're aligned with what we believe in and where we want to help people with, it's fine. It's not going to be an issue as such. Um, so it's not that they, you know, we do turn people away, but I wouldn't say it's more mindset thing in terms of compatibility. I'd say it's more maybe their goals don't align with what we want to help people with, or we just don't feel they maybe want to commit like we would like them to. So I guess it is mindset because that is slightly mindset, but yeah. So That's a good question. So when it comes to these um, these pillars, is, is this something that uh, people are aware of and then they can come to you and say, well, I'm struggling with this particular kind of pillar at the yeah, moment? Yeah, so absolutely. So we're very clear with that. This is, this is our philosophy. You know, we can, you know, because what do people do when they want to get in shape, you know, feel better? They kind of, or like we spoke about earlier, they think they want to be in better shape and that's kind of 
They do, but it's aligned with being happier and more confident in their own skin. They go onto Google and type in home training plan or gym training plan or something, you know, because they think that the training is the important part or the most important. And then they might think, oh, diet's quite important as well. So diet to lose weight or on Google or whatever. And then they, but what they're not understanding is that these six pillars hugely all affect our progress. So absolutely, we have like a, a membership site that we've, we've only just put all this together. We've been providing trainings and videos for our clients for years, but we've got it all on like a membership site now. Yeah. So we, call it the, we call it the training lab. So on that training lab is the six pillars and there's trainings on all of them. So for example, tonight, we've actually got a, a sleep expert guest speaker coming in to do a training tonight on Zoom for all our members and it will be recorded um, and it will go onto the lab so people can catch up on that as well. So that's going to be uh, a really epic training because she's awesome. Analytical Beatrix, and that'd be amazing. So yeah, massively. So some people are like, when we do their their audit, when we first start training them, we sort of audit these six pillars of success and where they feel they are on a scale of one to ten, their strengths and weaknesses within that area. It's like, right, okay, well, mindset, nutrition, and sleep are both like the lowest three. So let's focus on those three for our first thirty days, for example. That's a really good way of doing it because it, it also moves it away from this idea of it just being a training thing or it just being a nutrition thing. And um, Absolutely. Because, I call well, it glorified rep, rep counting. I say you've got personal trainers who are just glorified rep counters who just want to earn their hourly rate, take it in cash, and they just want to move around the gym with their clients, sort of show off a bit to everyone else in the gym and be like, right, do that now. One, two, three. <laughs> do you know what I mean it, and, it, and it is and I see them all the time I don't see them so much now because I'm not really in that environment because we've got our own premises obviously so I kind of see I'm used to seeing my coaches who do things in a different way right but that is kind of there's glorified personal trainers in my opinion and then there's coaches yeah I mean one camp or the other I remember in my time in gyms before just seeing some of the PTs walking around I was sort of like oh and it's just cringe <laughs> It's like, I swear, uh, it, I swear, I swear really you're making that, sli uh, that slim girl do squats because you're just standing behind her looking at her ass kind of things. It's like, and it's just, yeah, and then showing off to everyone else in the gym. And it's just, like, yeah, it's just embarrassing. It's an so ego how, thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I mean, um, guys, really not. Like, so, obviously, not everyone in the world is going to be able to like sign up and work with you. So when it comes to finding someone as a personal trainer and I think you know I could be wrong but particularly if you're uh, a female trying to find a PT because I'm guessing there's way more there are female PTs out there but if yeah how do you how do you spot a kind of coach as you kind of use the kind of divide there yeah. compared to someone who's going to be latching on them or whatever I mean what is there yeah. any kind of good advice you can give on that yeah, I think there's definitely signs. I think, first of all, although, you know, there's strengths and, strengths and weaknesses of social media, of course, pros and cons, but if you go on their social media feed, you're going to know straight away from seeing their first nine pictures. If they're in it with their top off all the time or, you know, the odd picture isn't, it's fine. But if they're in it all the time and their top off, if, if everything they're saying is you need to do this, you should be doing this in terms of like a caring, helping approach, which we know coaching is, it's, you know, it's, there's a balance to be had. Um, I think you know straight away. Um, and I think you've only got to chat to a person once. You know, like, you know, if if you inquire with a personal trainer and they don't, 
say, right, we need to have a consultation and we need to, there's a paperwork process to it. There's an onboarding system. If they're not mentioning that from the word go, you know there's an issue because the likelihood is they just want to get you in the gym next week starting without doing any of that side of things and they just want to take your cash quickly. So do you think that, you know, you, you said about, you know, just playing devil's advocate, um, you said about they just want to get you in the gym next week. Do, do you think that that just doesn't, is that just not going to get you the long-term results or is it just not going to? I mean, we we want to get our clients to the gym as soon as possible. Of course, we want to get them training hard as soon as possible. It's, you know, I'm not saying it's not a huge part of it because it is, you know, I'd be a mm. fool to say that. But I just think everyone thinks that's what it is and that's it. They don't see everything else. So, you know, and like I said earlier, you need to get somebody in the right state before they start. So we have, like I say, we have a consultation process. Then, you know, the paperwork that needs to be done, whether it's park use, whether it's them filling in their 90-day success plan with their goals on, et cetera. And then there's the, the onboarding side of things. So we get people to do like a biology and environmental checklist. Just like, right, before you start training on Monday with us, you need to clear your cupboards of all the, the rubbish food in there that you're just going to binge on. Because if we start training and then it gets to Thursday night and you're a little bit tired, your decision-making skills decrease at that time because of the fatigue and it's Thursday night. We've all been there, right? And you've yeah. got loads of unhealthy food in the cupboard. And like that's not me saying it's not right to have a few things in there because, of course, again, it's about balance. But if there's loads there and you just end up binging on it, well, you know, environment dictates performance. So we need to get people in the right state. So we get them to do things like that. We might get them to make an in inspiring playlist on their phone to listen to when they're training or whatever it may be or going on their walks that they need to do to get the steps in. We get them to do a list of 12 different things to get them ready. So I think if, you know, it's really important to do that. And then when you start training then, the training feels easy because you're just such in a great place to start. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that just seems like the absolute right way of doing it. You know, if, yeah. yeah. obviously, yeah, you can just turn up at a gym and someone can show you how to do some exercises and maybe they teach oh, you some cool. good form, but it's not, like you said, about um, the environment you're in, whether that's literally the physical environment or the mental environment that you're in, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, point to whether you're gonna be someone who achieves the goals that they're gonna gonna achieve or not, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, because what people think when they're paying a person trainer a lot of the time is, is how much you per hour, how much is a session. Yeah. We don't sell sessions; we sell a result. Yeah, you're coming to me with you're coming to us with a problem, and we want to give you the solution. The solution isn't an hourly rate personal training session. You think it is, but yeah. it isn't. Yeah, the result is this, and that's why we sell our coaching as a package. Well, yeah, I mean, and the the opposite way of looking at it is to say, well, okay, if you were to have your perfect body or whatever it is you're aiming for right now would you pay 500 quid? And people would be like, yeah. well, yeah, I would. It's like, well, stop breaking it down into how much it's going to cost you for, for an session. hour per session or what, what it might be. Because, you know, that <laughs> if you want to go cheap and have someone who's going to, oh, actually, can you do that a bit cheaper? Can, if you want to go to the cheapest yeah. PT, then you're probably going to end up having way more sessions to get to where you want to be in any, anyway, right? So it's going to end up more expensive. Yeah. Exactly. And the likelihood is you won't get there because, like I say, they're just helping you with the training and nothing else. And we know that there's a lot more to it than that. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, 
I'm interested to know um, how was it this kind of going way back? Is this something that you always wanted to do, or is it something that you kind of fell into as a result of circumstances? It's funny because you you kind of I think you know, I turned thirty a couple of weeks ago, and you sort of start like looking back a little bit, reflecting a little bit. I went and done a in the morning. I went out and done a, a big run along the coast, and you sort of just look back naturally, reflect a little bit. And when I was younger, I wanted to be a, a professional sports player, mostly football and cricket. Like I was sport mad. I still am. I love sport, um, and I love everything that's brought to my life. But you know, I just wanted to be a professional sports player. But I still did okay at school and everything. You know, I was kept grounded to that. I'd say. Then I went to college and I done like BTEC sport coaching, um, and sort of loved sort of that that coaching element. So when I went to university, I, I studied. Um, sports coaching and performance so it takes in the psychological element strength conditioning nutrition at that that sort of sporting level so it's about working with sports performance athletes basically that's kind of my university degree was and so I wanted to be a coach or work in like a sports team or work with Olympic athletes at, at that point that's where my head was at and I started doing my personal training qualifications alongside because I got given a scholarship. I was really fortunate. I was reasonably okay at sport, got reasonably okay grades, got given a scholarship. So instead of using that money to go out and drink every night, I was a little bit more clever and used half of it to do that and half of it to pay for my personal training. <laughs> <laughs> and a long story short, I broke my, I fractured my wrist and didn't want to play football anymore. I fell out of love with football. Uh, I think I'd done it for so long. I wanted to either be a professional or not play. It was kind of like one or the other. Yeah. So it fell out of love with it. And anyway, I put on a, a roughly about a stone when I went to university because I fractured my wrist and I started drinking, enjoying freshers week, etc. Bearing in mind, this was a lad that went to university is really confident, probably too confident, probably borderlining arrogant between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. Um, and it was the best thing I did was go to university because I was a big fish in a small pond in Weymouth at my, at my age. And I needed to go to a big pond and realize that there's a lot more to life. And yeah, so I put on some weight and I was like, right, I need to get myself in shape. That's how I got into health and fitness. It's like, I need to get myself in shape. Then I fell in love with health and fitness and everything like that. And then when I finished university, I was like, do you know what? I don't want to work with, with athletes, et cetera. I, I want to help everyday people um, because I just found that so much more rewarding. Yeah, well, that's quite, it's interesting how quite often you know, whether, it, whether you're a, a counsellor, whether you're a fitness coach, whether you're a, you know, a therapist, that you, it's your own journey which inspires you to do things for yourself. And so- Absolutely. I, 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 here's, here's the question I like to kind of ask of kind of people like yourself is, are you, are you your own best client? That's a good question. Um, I guess to a point, because you learn so much of yourself, um, but, at the same time, I don't know, may maybe, maybe. I've learned a lot from my own journeys, for sure. Yeah. I think mindset-wise, mindset-wise, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I look at the things I've done and experienced, and I'm like, that's what I've learned through that myself. I can really help others with. So, what's, so yeah, um, essentially, yeah. What's the... Uh... What's been the biggest mindset lesson that you've learned, do you think? Good, good question. I think there's a few. I think I've done a podcast on our first fitness podcast about this, like five mindset shifts that I feel I made through my 20s. 
mm. that, that really helps me. Um, one of the biggest ones is, is investing in yourself. I just feel like we still live in a world that is very unwilling to invest. And I don't just mean money when I say investment. I mean invest time, energy and money in themselves before investing that time, energy and money in everyone else and everything else in their life. Can't pour from an empty cup, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. And I always use the um, saying or analogy that you can't serve others from an empty vessel. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I just feel like there's still a lot of people who don't fully understand that and, and don't do that in their life. And then unfortunately wonder why they are where they are. But if you looked back over the last few years and said, well, how much time, energy and money have you invested in yourself? That they wouldn't have an answer. So yeah. I feel like that's a huge mindset shift that people have to make. You know, I invested so much time, energy and money in, in myself in terms of my health and fitness, in terms of business, in terms of, you know, being able to develop myself. Because I soon realized that if I don't develop as an individual, my coaching and my business won't. Yeah, people have got to, people have got to see that you are part of your own success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I needed to level up for everything else to level up. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were if you were there and you were like were overweight with bad skin and a shitty attitude, you know, you yeah. had the best coaching program in the world, but people would turn around and go, "What now?" <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, yeah. it'd be so incongruent. So you've um, yeah, so yeah, you've got you've got to be that. Um, you've got to be that kind of beacon of what you stand for. And, and I think that's, yeah. and I think that's, that's really obvious um, just from your social media is that you, you come on to the social media on, onto your, your page. It's just like, I get this guy, you know, it only takes yeah. reading three or four posts and go, yeah, I, I, I understand who this guy is. I understand what he stands for. Um, and you almost relatively instantly get a belief. It's like, yeah, I reckon he could help me. So yeah, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. I appreciate that. Right, you're 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 the one that's put it out there, and it's just it's just. I think you said like I think one of the most um, one of my favorite things that you've said throughout this this episode is this idea of just if you can just be honest with who you're working with or potentially going to be working with, then they kind of respond in kind, and that's kind of something I yeah. kind of stand by myself. Is obviously yeah. And this is going more into the business side a little bit, but you know, you don't want to put everything about you and your whole self out there, but you've got to put out enough and have enough honesty about who you are and what you stand for for people to go, this guy's going to get me, this guy's not going to judge me. Um, yeah. Th that's one of the biggest things, I think, is the um, fear of being judged by others, which is yeah absolutely and and you know you know probably that more so than me that one of the biggest things that people like myself and you fear on social media is being judged by other people in the industry <laughs> which when you think about it is ridiculous because that is not who you're trying to help yeah absolutely it's like i mean, i can i can only imagine the mindset of the people who are the well the people who are the, the meathead coaches as i'm going to refer to them as must look at you kind of quivering a little bit but then they'll be like well i've got more shirtless photos of me with five percent body yeah. fat so obviously i'm a better coach <laughs> yeah i've got bigger shoulders <laughs> i've got 
my my delts are like totes huge, so that's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a bicep curl over thirty kilograms. He's nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this has been a really interesting episode, and I think that people will have learned a lot about you, your business, and the fact they can help you. So, um, this whole podcast is about people kind of getting their shit together. So, yeah. what's the if if you're like biggest bit of advice for just like people something that people can do today to start getting their shit together? What what would you think that big bit of advice? I'm going to drop this. Completely unplanned, just throw this no, question at you from a left field. No, no, I like that. No, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely cool with that. And this is something uh, we speak about in our goal setting masterclass when people sign up. I think this is really important, actually. So it's, I think the human brain has between 40 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And I think females are nearer 60,000 thoughts. Um, I didn't say they're cleverer than, than males, but... <laughs> <laughs> they just have more thoughts. They just have more thoughts. And basically there's so many thoughts running around your head. So in my opinion, you must start writing things down. And I think when you look at goals and people achieving their goals, if you look at the statistics and the research is people reach their goals or most much more likely to when they write it down and people are much more likely to do things when they write it down. Now that there's huge research on that. Everything's pointing towards people writing down their goals and writing down what they're going to do, having a plan in place, but what do they do? They don't write it down. They just have it here. And the problem is that it's because they're slightly fearful of writing it down because it means they've got to do it. They've got to be accountable to that, right? Yeah. So I think for anyone listening is like, right, if, if there's something you want to do and change in your life or if you're struggling at the moment, you need to write that down. Whether that's journaling your thoughts simply every day, like getting up in the morning, I do three things I'm grateful for every day while brushing my teeth. I don't, and I do write it down in a journal as well. I don't always, but I always do it while brushing my teeth. It's become a habit. And actually brushing my teeth is a minute job every morning or whatever. So I, I have to do that every morning, you know, so I know I can do it during that time. Just three things I'm grateful for. It makes me start the day in a more positive light, regardless of what's going on externally. Mm. And at the end of the day, I just write down some notes or maybe something I just want to get out of my head today that happened that I maybe need to learn from. Something I did as a mistake, maybe something someone said that annoyed me. How did I react to that? Just getting those thoughts down. And then if you want to start making changes, getting down your plan, what are you going to do? Okay, the small steps. I want to achieve this and I'm going to do these small steps on a daily basis, even if it's one or two things to get there. So my my main point here is writing it down. You must it's, do that. It's it's amazing how much of a difference it makes, isn't it? It's just, oh. just and oh, you know, with the difficult stuff as well, it's the, the idea of how difficult it is just to get it from the brain to the paper or onto the notes section on your phone or whatever it is. It's just like, just so if you're listening to this and there's something that you want to do, like, like put your big boy pants on and use your grown up words and just write down what you want to do. What, what is it that you want to do? Just and the thing is that no one else has to see it. And this is the weird thing is that no. even, even if it's like, you know, some people like to go full out and go, right, I'm going to make myself accountable to all of my Facebook friends by putting this on and I'm going to come back to this in, in a year or whatever. But you don't have to do that. Just no. like, like Mark said, just by writing it down to yourself, it kind of makes it, it kind of realizes it. So it's, and then Absolutely. it makes it more achieved. Exactly. And yeah, it's, you're silly not to do it. Although it's not, it's, it's not as easy as that. You know, we, you've got to challenge yourself to do it, but it is silly not to do it. I mean, the bottom line is, what is the worst that's going to happen if you just write it down? 
yeah, it might end up in the bin, but you know, it doesn't matter. The binman's not going to read it, is he? <laughs> and if he does, he's a little bit weird. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for joining me today, Marcus. And if you would like to just reel off anywhere that people can find out more information about yourself or about first class fitness and everything that you do. Yeah, so uh, Marcus Biles and First Class Fitness, both on Instagram and Facebook. They're two separate accounts, just because I like to show a little bit of my life more so on my feed, um, and then a bit more more about First Class Fitness on their feed, obviously. So you can find both of those. And then also our website is firstclassfitnessdorset.co.uk. Um, but feel free to send me a message. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us today, and I'll catch you all for an episode soon. Enjoyed today's episode? Then give us a rating and hit subscribe. Head to gistcoaching.co.uk to read blogs, get in touch or find out more about working directly with Chris to get your shit together.